What the deal, Playboy? What's good, Josh? Your man, DJ Playboy. I'm back again for another edition of the Perfect Talk Podcast. I'm in the building, joined as always. My homeboy to the left, my dog, Ace Boom Coon. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. Hola, mis amigos. Fresh off a Rosetta Stone session. What it is? What's going on, brother? Chilling. You've been doing that Rosetta Stone for a minute, right? Like a little, like a couple months now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been doing Spanish because I, I work in, um, I do a lot of work in the Dominican neighborhood in New York. Okay. And you know, I got tired of not, I got tired of feeling like a foreigner in the supermarket. You know what I'm saying? The other day, I went to look for some plastic forks and spoons, and the dude was like, "Man, what is this guy talking about?" Because he, he was Spanish speaking. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I built, I didn't know how to say plastic fork and spoon, so you know they got you got to wait for them to get the dude who speaks English and everything. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna learn Spanish. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a visitor in that neighborhood. So I feel like I should learn the language. I should just learn learn the language anyway because it's tons of people, including people who work in that store who's bilingual. So I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna be bilingual too. Goddamn it! So. Um, I'm actually going to switch from Spanish to French in a few weeks because I'm going to France later this year. Okay, nice, nice. And then can you, you can just pick up where you left off with Spanish, I guess, when you come back? or Yeah, pretty much. I'll probably like brush up, do Duolingo since it's free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so, but still study my, my Francais. Nice, nice, nice. When yeah. you trying to go to France, when you said it, oh, summertime? In the or? fall. Nice. Yeah, I guess it's still be summer technically. So yeah, in the, right, right at the end of summer, the very end of summer. Nice, nice. South of France. Yeah, we only head to the south of France too. See, see how that look. How's what's up, man? How's everything been though? Everything's been good, man. You know, it's funny. Me and wifey just downloaded this uh, love languages app. It's interesting because then you take a quiz and it gives you your love language. Then okay. you c- connect you out to accounts, and it gives you reminders to. So you you've read the book or know of the concept of the five love love languages? I, I yeah I think I've, I've read the full book. I know I definitely was reading some of it. I'm pretty sure I completed it. Yeah, I remember yeah. Basically, people like to get love in a certain way, and mm-hmm. for everybody, it's a bit different. So it tries to tune you into how your partner tr- likes to receive love. So if you're the type of person who says, "All right, I'm gonna make this person happy. I'm just gonna buy them a chain," and they're not into chains like that, they prefer you to wash dishes. Then it'll send you a reminder like, "Hey." Try to wash some dishes today, it's like shit like that. Like literally, oh, that's cool. That's dope. literally wash dishes or, or just um rub their back, shit like that. That is dope, man. Cause uh, you you hear, and I, I just remember from my own experiences, man. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in what you like, and thinking that like you know what I mean. Cause your love language of receiving it, um, is, is also a love language for how you give it, right? Exactly how you tend to give it. That's precisely yeah. it. So and it's not always the same language. Exactly. Like so people get tied up in how they like to receive it, but mm-hmm. don't take the other person's perspective. And that's just life. So it's uh it's about taking that extra effort and giving the love how they like it. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's okay. cool cuz it it's a, it's kind of like an exercise of maturity. And it's the same thing with like your, you know, whether it's your your family or your your kids or whatever. They receive love in a certain way. So it's a good lesson for shit like that too. Nice, nice. It's um, it's it's dope. I, I, it's like that reminds me of a podcast that I was listening to recently, and it's just dope how like 
when you change up what you listen to, so like I listen to a ton of podcasts, but a lot of them are like wellness podcasts or you know what I mean personal development podcasts, and um, that was something that they were just talking about how you, what could be like a, a beef in a in a relationship. So like you're like, oh, this person's not a people person. I'm a people person. Why can't they be more like me? Or this person doesn't want to go out. Uh, they want they want to focus on work all the time. And how people are quick to like look at those as a negative rather than realize, all right, when you take what you're good at and I take what I'm good at, put those two together, we actually could be a dynamic duo. You know what I'm saying? Right. But too but too much of the time, people are looking for someone to be like them or to be to have to look to view things the same exact way that they view view things. And um, I think it's just a blessing that I'm able to like hear certain things in podcast form, and then I can take that to real life. Like like another example of that is um. I've been listening to this health and wellness app, uh, sorry, podcast, and um, I'm leaving the, the grocery store the other day, and I'm looking at my my shopping cart, and I'm like, damn, I don't, I don't switched up the flow. <laughs> I, had, I had like a bottle of kombucha, uh, <laughs> had Get salad, some probiotics in. You know what I'm saying? I had I had salad. I had uh, even went buying my daughter juice. Um, she had like a you know when they have these school parties and and parents sign up be like yo i'm gonna I'm bring the, the the chips i'm gonna bring the cookies i'm gonna bring the so i signed up to bring the juice and i remember talking to her teacher and i'm like yeah what's cool you like y'all like the pouches y'all want the boxes what kind of juice y'all want she was like it don't matter just make sure it's 100 percent juice i'm like damn <laughs> you need that 100 percent. i was like i never even looked at the percentages of juices that i'm you know i'm buying for my daughter so i actually like you know what i mean switch it up to some organic um juicy juice so one of them like one of them commercial brands but had a uh an organic uh, you know, what I mean, box. yeah, like exactly. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, just little shit like that. I actually, you know, I mean, started taking into uh, taking into account, and and it is good. Even snacks, snack wise, I bought her fruit fruit snacks rather like like actual fruit. You know, right. I mean, strawberries rather than uh, you know, what I used to buy before candy and cookies or something like that. So, now that's what's up, man. And you have like that kind of consciousness going through the society now. The schools are doing it, and the schools are compelling the parents to to be more conscious of what they're getting for the kids, what they're putting into the kids' bodies. So that's mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, and then you got the podcast kind of shaping your ideas. Yeah, yeah. No, and I didn't think it would be that that big of a thing, but um, it's, uh, what is it called? Cole, let me give it a shout out. The Model Health Show with uh, Sean Stevenson, I believe is the host. So he just, and he just, he just talk about different health things every, every week. Like he had one where I listened to, um, it was about like an hour and a half long, just talking about the history of soda. And ironically, I had quit soda for Lent. You know, what I mean, this being uh, Easter weekend, right? This probably would have been the weekend. You know, what I mean, most Lent things that you give up or sacrifices, I should say, this is the weekend you get back to it. And I'm like, I ain't going back to no damn soda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm good, bro. Like that. Nah, nah, just, just based off of just stuff I learned and 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 just the weight loss and that you just there's no point to it. You know what I mean? All right. So it's um. It's cool, and, and just thinking about how that app you got is that app free? That app you use the uh, love languages? <laughs> and they can say get down to the important part. Is it free? <laughs> but yeah, it is. Free. It is free. Yes, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're selling something. Well, the book they got the book set. I'm sure they want you to buy the book or yeah, buy because yeah. you know the dude made money. I mean, it's a really good idea because uh, you know on one on the one hand it's like yo this dude's just trying to pump money out of this whole idea, but on the uh, on the other side of the token, the dude is. It's a good idea, you know. What it's I'm actually, saying? yeah, it's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah. So like he has theory. the book. He has the book like the the kids love languages for the kids and the this love language for your friends and all this shit. And generally, it's the uh, the same concept, but carried over to these different types of relationships. But it's important. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it really works. No, no, yeah, definitely. Um it's I was gonna say it's just so amazing that we have these free resources that in this day and age you can't even complain about not knowing or not I guess not knowing is one thing, but but to say it's not available, you know what I mean? Or to say it, it the information costs costs money. Now there's a ton of free shit out there, bro. Yeah. I mean even a patient, though when I listen to you know, you listen to podcasts or speeches or I read books and these people read like a lot of people I admire read these different books and I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go try to read that book and see what they saw in it. Mm. Yeah, I, I've been doing that. I've been doing that for a little while now because when I read Common's book, his autobiography, he was talking about like when he hit 30, he was like, yo, this is just so much shit that I don't know. So he just started reading. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. Right, yeah, yeah, you gotta. It's, and it's weird. We're getting older, man. Like I'm turning, what, 35 in a month. I guess you are in a couple of weeks too, right? Yep. Yeah. So, um, and, and I don't feel old you know what i'm saying i feel i kind of feel youthful to be honest with you like the same way i guess i, I kind of felt when i was 26 i mean i don't get it twisted after a, a game of full court five on five basketball my knees don't feel the same yeah. like <laughs> you know what i mean um for the most part just you know what i mean i i, I feel like i'm I, I got that youthfulness but now i got that desire for knowledge on top of it you know what i mean and, and absolutely yeah that that i guess one thing i guess what I, I was guilty of when i was a little younger is is being aware of my youth to so being like, yeah, I could, I could drink this, I could smoke that. I'm young, I got time ahead of me, and it's like, man, if if I if I live to ninety something, I got like a third of my life already gone. You know what I mean? So that kind of is changing the way that I want to live the next two thirds of my life, God willing. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and yeah. You you want to get the best of it, get the most out of it. Yeah, definitely, man. That's why I be looking into all kinds of career shit. You know, we doing this whole podcast is just experiencing different things. I was telling somebody, I've been to France before, but the, the time I went, I was 20-something. I was like in our mid or early 20s. And I couldn't really appreciate it. I didn't give a shit. You know, people talk about France's, uh, Paris as this amazing place, and it really is. But I'm like, man, where's the sandwiches? Where's the, where's the beer? But that's not what you go to Paris for. So now going this time, I'm excited because I have that maturity mm-hmm. and I have that uh, appreciation for something different and, and understanding people who aren't like me who grew up in a place that's not like mine, who speak a language that's not mine. So, age, man, here's to, here's to maturity. Hey, cheers, brother, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> put, your, put your tea up in the air. Definitely. <laughs> um, another thing, too, you know what I'm going to say? like, like, And, and I'm, I'm sure this isn't an age thing. I'm sure people, obviously, you see people smoke cigarettes. You see people drink alcohol. You see people do all types of uh, of things. Is is With me, personally, I'm starting to question I why why am I putting this thing in my body? So like for instance, I'd hear Nas rap about Hennessy, and you almost kind of uh, uh, put Hennessy on his pedestal. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna drink it. It's like for what reason? Why? Why is that cool for me? Why is that? You know what I'm saying? It's like why why am I doing this? Why am I smoking this? Because a rapper said that, or or your favorite athlete, you know, is an advocate for maybe marijuana, or you know, he smokes cigarettes or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like is it, I've just started to, to question. Why put these things in my body? Even I look at other people that smoke cigarettes and be like, I wonder if they doing that really because there's a true desire or love for cigarettes or it's just like they got caught up in it young and now it's just a force of habit. It's something that they feel has a control over them. You know what I mean? And now they're just pouring tons of money into that right now. Yeah, I've smoked cigarettes before. I could tell you that, well, it starts with, oh, well, I saw someone do it or somebody handed me a stogie, so I smoked it and I enjoyed it, so I bought my own box and... It was all downhill from there and all types of shit like this. I could tell you, like, it's a legit 
addiction. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. like you sit around, even when you try to quit, you sit around like, you know what I really feel for right now? A goddamn cigarette. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I never went crazy with it, but, and that's the thing. So, that's an interesting thing. Like, I didn't smoke that much. Like, I buy a Lucy here and there, but then you kind of sit down and reflect and be more mindful. And you're like, wait, I had, like, 10 Lucy's this week. That's half a half a pack mm-hmm. of cigarettes. Yeah. Or you go out to a bar and, you you know, your friend is smoking and you bum, like, four or five off of them. And you start counting and be like, yo, I'm, I'm a cigarette smoker. Because you don't, do it like you don't buy a box and you're not going out on break every two hours to smoke. You're like, well, I'm not one of them, but now nah, you really are. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. though you don't, even though you don't smoke as much of them. But um, to your point of knowing what's going in your body, people like to ignore it because just because it makes you feel good in the in the moment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's similar to soda. Um, is the cigarette companies and soda companies are incentivized to cater to heavy users because you know what I mean, like with with health. And wellness becoming more popular in the mainstream, people are stepping away from soda. Like the, these are the lowest numbers of soda consumption ever of all time right now. Right. You know what I mean? Cigarettes as well. You know what I mean? Young smokers are, are now they're turning to the uh, the e vapes or whatever. Right. But, um, I did that e cigarettes. Yeah, but it, it it's to me, I take offense to something like that because I'm like, oh, so it's not like something I was just doing. You know what I mean? They're they're really setting it up to have me be a heavy user so like a week when i would drink maybe three coca-colas or you know what i mean jack and coke or hen and coke you know what i'm saying like that was something that that was their goal <laughs> that was their goal to get me to be a heavy user and i fell right into it you know what i mean so stuff like that kind of kind of like i don't know it gets me kind of offended in a way and then you got your own you mentioned it, your own habits working against you like i, I smoked marijuana for many years and um, I, I mean, I recently told y'all on the podcast, I started doing therapy. I got my my second session coming up this week. And one of the first things we spoke about in the therapy session was how life has been different since quitting marijuana. And, um, you know, like my therapist had said something like, well, things are better now. It's got to be because you're not smoking all the time. And I'm like, I, I'm not anti-marijuana at all. If anything, I'm, I'm, I'm pro-choice. I love <laughs> the weed. <laughs> I guess you're here with marijuana. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, but uh, she she had brought up a good point, and it was a point that I was well aware of it before. She was like, "All right, well, I know that, yeah, no, obviously, you know, you like marijuana. It's one of those things. If it's there, you're gonna smoke it. But um, you definitely have more of an impact if if you're looking for like a fun high or something like that, or, or impactful high. It's definitely gonna be more impactful on you if you do it once or twice a month as opposed to once or twice a day." You know what I mean? It's was, it was crazy because that was something I already knew. But just to hear somebody else say it, somebody older from a totally different walk of life than I am, it was like, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's, that's 100% true. And it's, it's something, it's a thought that had crossed my mind many times before. Yeah, that's how I try not to judge people who's doing something that, well, something that we all know is probably not right. Mm-hmm. You know, not the best way you could do it. Because I know they could easily, from their side, look at me and be like, man, why is this dude eating hamburgers? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like everyone has their shit. So, you know, you got to yeah. try, try to help that person if they, you know, just give them advice or not even, I don't like giving advice either like that. But sometimes it's not always welcome, but yeah, yeah, just yeah. support them. Support them to be be that better person. So when they're ready to quit or they're ready to eat better or smoke better or whatever that you're there to support them and say, yo, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't judge. Man, let's get into it though. Big week in, uh, 
Oh wait, hold on. Before I forgot to shout them out. Uh, last week, my my mother and my sister actually both celebrated birthdays. So shout out to my mom and my my sister, uh, Shauna. And actually, for the first time in maybe, maybe about a year, maybe maybe more than I actually spoke to my sister this year, and we um. You know what I'm saying? We we kind of like built that bridge back up, which is was kind of dope. So it's been a, it's been an awesome week for me, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, a big week for just uh, I'm just and then you know what I mean. I'm just happy for them. They got to celebrate their birthdays. I got to hook them both up with presents they wanted. So it's it's been a big week. Yeah, man, your birthdays are real close. It must be an expensive time in that household. Your father is must it? have been broke right around spring. <laughs> is it, man? Yeah, you're right, bro. And then uh, my niece got a uh a May fifth birthday. You got a you got an early May birthday. Yep. I'm like, oh damn, damn, damn. <laughs> yeah, I have a, a niece with a with a birthday in the middle of May. And then uh I'm helping her pay for college, like a pre college program. Okay. Summer program where you stay on like a dorm for a week or two. So I'm gonna help pay for that. Super expensive. So bad financial times for your boy. Very <laughs> <laughs> good time to just put a little little bit to the side, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah. What happened this week? It's been a, it's been a it's been an interesting week. News, you know what I mean. Things have happened. Uh, one of the first things I seen maybe what was it a, about a week ago was Tiger Woods won the Masters, and I remember walking into work, and and it was it was on, and um, I I saw, I saw him win. It was like the final hole, and it was just like Tiger Woods. Like I just it's been so long. I didn't expect to see that, bro. Like <laughs> like I remember when when Tiger Woods was the biggest thing in golf, and it kind of just had this like general interest from the african-american community in golf you know what i mean like like we were we were at our i mean he's not the first black golfer you know what i mean um but he's definitely one of the most famous and and it was an amazing comeback story just to see him back on top again and be able to win with a masters i don't i don't know golf all that well but from what i understand like he's you are used to be very dominant Mm -hmm. he's one of the best to ever do it and but then he went through some trials and tribulations. Like it's an interesting story in redemption when you look at the people who believed in him because he had that whole issue with his wife, right? Like he cheated on her. Yeah. And then like they had that violent blow up. And that kind of like it just kind of went downhill. And at around that same time he started getting back problems. Yeah, that's what that's what slowed up that so he started losing on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe. You- do you think that if it happened like closer to now, like the whole wife thing and all that stuff, do you think he could have weathered the storm, like that public relations nightmare? As opposed to what, five, seven years ago? It, was, it might have been like 10 years ago. Has it been? Oh, damn, yeah, possibly. Um, what, what, what do you think is different now than back then in terms of cheating on your wife? Like just the way the public consumes it? or Yeah, the way the public consumes it. Now they batch together. Any injustice, because you would call it, you know, you cheated on your wife, so that's like somewhat of an injustice against a woman, but people don't take into, I feel like people don't take into account the differences, like the degrees, there's levels to this shit, and people don't really count for it. Yeah, like in two, they got divorced in 2010. Okay. Um, Almost 10 years. Something about athletes or celebrities' um, infidelity, I think is viewed, like if it's your your neighbor, right? If you look at your neighbor, like, damn, they, oh, I heard Susan's husband had an affair. You know what I mean? Is she staying with him? But, but we don't look at Jay Z. You know, who's who's openly come out and talked about his uh infidelity issues. You know what I mean? We, we're not gonna look at him in a different light. Uh, or or athletes, um, 
kind of comes along with the territory, right? Like you're a famous dude. Women are throwing themselves at you. It, it'd be harder for you not to cheat. It, it, kind of the perception of it. But um, so I don't, I don't think necessarily that would have. But Tiger Woods was so unique in the fact that it was so many women that it kind of was on the thing like damn how'd you even get away with that <laughs> right how'd you, pull that, how'd you pull that off you know what i'm saying and 10 years ago social media w- was very dominant and um and prominent in, in the culture but definitely you know nowadays everybody I, everyone's looking to catch tristan thompson standing next to some next to some lady so they could take a picture of it you know what i'm saying or, or whatever so it's amazing that tiger woods was able to do that with Kind of regular women, so to speak, like waitresses and cashiers, <laughs> shit like that. Like you know what I mean, and that that it, that they actually stayed under wraps for so long. Yeah, man, and Nike stuck with him. That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah, one good thing about Nike, they will stick with you through your trials and tribulations, unless unless it's just terrible, unless it's just you know what I mean, all out hurting little kids or something, something crazy like races or or, or, or a hate crime, so to speak. But uh, nah, Nike will stick by you. Yeah, they stuck with it, man. That's amazing. that's incredible. And then now, like he's back to some level of glory. He won the Masters, which is a big mm-hmm. deal in the golfing world. So, to me, you know, I don't give a shit about golf, and I don't, I, and I, and I don't want nobody being my goddamn master. But, uh, <laughs> but I love hearing redemption stories because I still really believe in redemption. Yeah, yeah. No, and you know what's crazy? Nike stuck with him. Through like a drug, what was a DWI where he said he was on pills or something like that. And Nike kind of uh, they got rid of their whole golf division, and they still stuck by him, which is that's even more amazing. But uh, yeah, no, they they knew what they had. They knew they invested a lot of money in him. So yeah, man, November twenty uh, November twenty seventh is when he crashed his Cadillac. That whole violent thing where his wife smashed up his car with a golf club. <laughs> that's it's po- kind of poetic justice. But yeah, she <laughs> smashed up his car with a golf club and um. 2008 November See, I, don't, I don't like that I don't like that that how we view that because like, he crashed into like a tree right while she was imagine if the shoe was on the other foot and he his wife cheated on him and he's chasing her down the street with a golf club man <laughs> even if he chased tree. her down with a soccer ball and, and launched it at the back of the car like, it would have <laughs> been like yo this guy Tiger Woods is a maniac with a soccer ball yeah like like come on man she, she didn't get viewed as nothing no type of crazy person, no type of nothing. Like, what are you doing? You could have killed that man. Yeah, man. And, and Tiger Woods, who was like a raceless, this like a this amorphic, raceless kind of phenom, he would have he would have been black real quick again if he did did that shit. If the shoe was on the other foot, I mean, OJ Simpson. Yeah, man, he would be OJ Simpson. They'd be showing pictures of his black pops just for no reason. Like, oh, the New York Times have been. Oh, remember this? This is this is his pops. Don't forget, y'all. Do not forget. I I don't like that. I don't like that 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 double standard in our society. Like, I know women are quote unquote, I guess the stereotype of they're emotional and but women cheat like men cheat. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not put that out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it's men get cheated on, women get cheated on, and, and there shouldn't nobody be hitting nobody with no golf clubs. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit sucks. It's not. It feels terrible. I, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been cheated on, and I have cheated. I've, I've seen both sides of it. I ain't nobody hitting me with no golf club. Put it like that. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I'm definitely not trying to hit no. I, I'm gonna get cheated on and catch a case. <laughs> Random thought, man. I wonder why more people don't have uh, golf clubs as weapon in they weapons in their cribs, as opposed to baseball bats. I don't know, <laughs> just a random thought, philosophy. 
Yeah, because a golf club is the it's like a sharp edge kind of. Yeah. Uh, based on the wedge, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> Got good leverage on it. Yep. Nice little handle, nice little yeah. grip. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice little grip, shiny. You'll put it there as a decoration. It's not. Won't make your crib look dirty. <laughs> Tiger Woods should do commercials. For that. Home defense, home defense. <laughs> Fucking Chuck Norris just got down with Glock. I seen that earlier today. That's He's Chuck like the spokesperson for Glock. That's, you know. I, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? People give me backlash sense. of it because of all the uh, mass shootings. Like, why would you take a gun sponsorship? Uh, but it's He likes like, guns, probably. Yeah, or he, he, he aligns with those people. People need to stop tripping. It's also, yeah, it's on brand for Chuck Norris. Like, yeah, you know, what, the, like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what is he going to do? Do like Oddwalla, the, the juices? The, <laughs> Oddwala juices. It's fucking Chuck Norris, man. He's gonna do Glock. Glock's still a company. People don't like guns, but they still exist and they still serve a purpose. It's just that the gun industry run amok is the problem. But the the mere presence of guns, I don't know. Maybe I'm not just I'm not liberal enough to to get that point of view of. I don't get mad at nobody for getting a check. He like he ain't making guns. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? He ain't sitting in a laboratory or whatever a factory. I guess I should say making guns. Like he, I mean, they offered him a check. Like he's like, oh, I get paid for being me. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I don't know too many people that's gonna turn that down. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, it's funny. I was, I was uh, on every now and then. I just like to to peruse the job boards and see what's out there. And I saw a uh, a position for Jewel. You know the the e vapor shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't like what they do. You know they got acquired by a cigarette company and all that stuff. But I'm like, they probably paying some good paper over there. Let me see what's good with that. <laughs> Philip Morris money, brother. Philip Morris money is funny. And I used to be a respiratory therapist. So I was all about lung health. Like that was what I did. That was my mm-hmm. first career, like lung health. Stop smoking. Don't put shit in your lungs that don't belong there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get this jewel paper, baby. Shit, man. <laughs> get that bread, bro. Yeah. Because you know what? They making money off of, off of everybody else. Yeah. Like, it's like owning a liquor store. You got to separate yourself from the. Uh, if you sat around and thought about all the alcoholics in the world, you ain't never going to make no money. So right. you got to focus your energy on the people that are able to control their vices, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I still judge a little bit if somebody said, yeah, I work for Jewel. But it's like, whatever, man. You're getting paper. Got to feed that family. Yeah, man. It's like when people rail against the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. I used to work in pharmaceuticals, man. And pharmaceuticals help feed my little liquor habit, <laughs> pay my rent. You know what I'm saying? I was able to, to eat organic salads. That's how I found out what arugula was. Keep saying this opioid epidemic wasn't wasn't as bad as we're making it out. <laughs> Word. But people, there's real people working for the in the pharmaceutical industry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like only a few of them make tons and tons of money that people portray it to be. Most pharmaceutical sales reps, they're making like eighty thousand dollars a year, which is really not a lot of money. Yeah, I guess depending on where you live, yeah. Yeah. It's my coworker this week. I don't, I don't know. I forgot what he said. He had. I guess maybe some type of back injury. And he was like, they they prescribed him hydros, and he just stopped using them. He didn't like the way it was making him feel, and um, in terms of just wanting it all the time. And but he was having withdrawals, and I was like, damn, <laughs> they the motherfuckers and got you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like, just, yeah. I, I remember I got a when tooth I got pulled. Yeah, but same thing with me. I didn't want to use them. I got a little sick when I stopped. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that's what that, that's what it, your, your body has opioid receptors. Yeah, and you know what I mean. You, you, they like, where, where's the drugs, nigga? 
<laughs> yeah, man. I was living with my mom at the time. It was like when I was like 21, 22, something like that. And then like I stopped taking them or they ran out. And, you know, it's not you don't get a refill for if you get your wisdom teeth pulled. You just take one round of it and you're good. Yeah. And wake up and go to my mom. I'm sick, bird. <laughs> <laughs> you offering hand jobs in the restroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I was down at the port of Damn, dog. <laughs> Oxy's hydros, please, baby. I'm sweating. Now I, I I got my tooth pulled what, a couple months ago. I didn't touch the shit. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm like, I'll, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. The, it, it, the pain is actually wasn't really that unbearable anyway. Maybe like the first day or so, but it really wasn't. So I was like, nope, it ain't worth me getting. Because I seen it firsthand. I seen motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? I had a roommate that got turned out on that shit. And motherfucker was, wasn't paying his rent, wasn't let, let his appearance go. It's like the, the 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 shit you see on commercials. But back in the day, you know what I mean. Don't do drugs. <laughs> Nobody wants to grow up to be a junkie. I'm like, damn, what for some painkillers, dog? But that's, at the time, I didn't realize how strong it was. But yeah, yeah you know how crazy it is. Drugs are scary, man, because hydrocodone um, feels terrific once it starts hitting, mm. and it's scary because you know it could ruin your life. And it's such a fine line between. It just being of it, it has a, a real health benefit. Like it's a real, you know, truly medically necessary thing to have just in our world. Opioids, but man, it feels terrific. But man, it could have you giving blowjobs in a bus station real quick, <laughs> real you know, quick. You know what's the what's, what, why the genius of the businesses is because uh, one, like you just mentioned, it's a great pain reliever. You know what I mean? Right, but. It's also we live, we exist in a society, especially in America. I can't speak for the rest of the world, but in America, of get blank quick, so like lose weight fast. You know, right. everything's gonna uh uh take a pill, feel better fast. You know, what I mean, get rich quick, all that stuff. So people are gonna want to just pop something in their body, bam, and that's the solution. Rather than you know, what I mean, so that it's it's very easy for people to get hooked on something like this because that's just. The society, that's the mentality of the society. How many people really want to lose weight by going to the gym for six months as opposed to taking the shake? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's supposed to do it in a week. Or, or even, like, stuff that, like, I think market themselves as being the healthy alternative or something like that. They're kind of talking about, uh, what was it? It was something I was, I was watching. Dude, he was trying to sell a product, obviously. But he kept using terms like, do you really want to be stuck on a treadmill for 20 minutes uh, every time you're in the gym? I'm like, right. 20 minutes ain't even that long. Word. <laughs> <laughs> you making that shit seem like murder. That's brilliant, though, because when you think about it, right, like the days where you're like, man, I don't feel like going to the gym, you're thinking about that 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's not that long. When you go, you by the time you get on, you go on, what's that, three three or four songs. But Get distracted by what's on the screen. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? yeah. But yeah. the thought the of it like is yeah. horrific. Yeah, and that's, that's what they play into with the whole... You know what I mean? Like like the health industry um, taking pills to feel better. You know what I mean? And it just so happens that they contain something in them that are ex- extremely addictive. So that gets you on the back end. Yeah. Because <laughs> that keeps you coming back for more. Yeah, man. But so the point of all that, kids, is hydros feel terrific, but it'll, <laughs> it will ruin your life. <laughs> Somehow we got there from Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, oh, the DWI. He got, yeah. he got caught up on the pills. Yeah, <laughs> so, man. Yeah, hey, you know, quit the pills. You could win the Masters, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, what else happened recently? Oh, the, uh, give an update on the college admission scandal, uh, Operation Varsity Blues. Uh, Felicity Huffman took that plea deal early. 
She was like, <laughs> she's like, yo, I done messed up. I ain't, I don't know what y'all trying to do, but I'll take whatever comes. I've embarrassed my daughter. And Lori Lofman like, nah, not guilty. Y'all got to feel me. <laughs> she, she like everybody going down for this i ain't going down so she said something along the lines of uh she was misled into believing that she was breaking rules but not laws which sounds like a terrible defense <laughs> it's a terrible way to start your defense off but i don't know i don't they don't not looking good for Lori. she might uh, you might want to take that that plea deal yeah i wonder what i wonder what them conversations between the lawyers like <laughs> I guess if a lawyer feels like you really want to fight something, they're not incentivized to say, hey, maybe you should take, even if they know you probably should take the plea deal, like, they're going to make money off of you, you know what I mean, retaining them for a certain amount of hours, <laughs> getting the money, so it's like, yeah, I guess you could fight it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, guess I mean, like, like T. Grizzly said in that song, man, he said, my first offer was 30 years, not a day lower. I yep. told them crackers, holler at me when they sober. <laughs> <laughs> And that happened, but that, that that does happen. Like like you look at the Robert Kraft situation. He ain't t- he turned that plea deal down. He's like, nah, I'm not taking that because nope. you have you have money. Like you think your money could could which is could true prolong the process if which, anything. Which is true, man. Because look, uh, um, I saw on the news that Felicity they talking about ten months, ten months, not a day In lower. Prison? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, if you don't know nobody in prison or you wasn't about that life, 10, 10 months is insane. I had a homeboy who, he had a grand larceny. They said, all right, man, you could do five months and like three years of probation or five years of probation or you could do eight months and we're done with you. He said, man, give me that five months, man, that extra three months in prison. Yo, it's it ain't no joke. Yeah, it's it's one of the things I think we take for val- uh we take for granted. You got people out here, you know, there's not 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 people like suffering from true mental illness, but you just have people out there like, oh, I'm unhappy with life. I don't have this. I'm looking at Kim Kardashian with that, and I wish I had that. But like, we got freedom though. <laughs> we got the freedom to go out and get it. You know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers is locked up. This dude is locked up for weed right now. Reading newspapers how people are making millions of dollars off of weed. Yeah, <laughs> like legally, like that has to hurt. You know what I'm saying? And like, it, 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 I don't take that for granted, bro. That freedom is real. Yeah, that f- it feels terrific, man. I I can't imagine being in no jail for <laughs> jail, man. Like, just think about that shit. And based off what I know about just how I guess white people, <laughs> like I'm looking at Felicity Huffman as a white woman. I don't think she'll do that ten months, even if she took it. You know what I'm saying? But. Just the thought of it, like she might have to do eight months, she might have to do six months, you know what I'm saying? And it's like that's whack, <laughs> like for, especially for someone who lived that life that she lived. Yeah, man. Probably never thought she'd see the inside of a prison. That evidence must be insane. Like think about Martha Stewart, how insane that evidence must have been. If Martha Stewart said, "All right, fine," I'm. A, I don't remember if she went to trial or not, but she did some time and yeah. like a, a substantial time too. Martha Stewart got those cold eyes though. Like I don't feel like prison bothered her much. <laughs> some about some She's crocheting, cro- crocheting blankets and shit. She looks like she could just spend some time alone and just be cool with it. Like it's like I'm Martha Stewart. Like what are you gonna do? <laughs> like that's just her attitude. Plus yeah. she was in one of them uh, minimum security shits anyway. So like you know what I'm saying. But still like she wasn't like orange is the new black up in that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So. Still, I feel like um nah anytime it's locked anytime locked up is whack, man. Like you don't even wanna you don't wanna see that shit. Yeah. Oh, Martha Stewart did five months. She only did five months, but I'm sure that shit was a very, very long time for her. Did she do house arrest afterwards? Did she get out like she was on house arrest or is that the other way around? She did house arrest first and then I don't rem- I don't remember that. 
Mm. My Google, my Google didn't pop that up fast enough, so <laughs> I don't be reading like that. Nah, but even um, I mentioned Robert Kraft. Like Robert Kraft lawyers was like, "No, nah, we're not taking y'all plea deal." And and uh, it, it it seems like the Jupiter County Police they're like, "All right, you don't want to take this plea deal? We about to drop this sex tape, dog." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, that police force because I don't think that was that wasn't a federal operation. I think it was local. And um, yeah, that dude was trying to prove a point, man. Jupiter County. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude's trying to, he's trying to prove a point. So I knew for a fact that Robert Kraft wasn't going to take nothing they offered at first. And I'm sure, because I'm sure they, they know that Robert Kraft is rich and, and he's going to haggle them down and put their whole department under pressure just by the virtue of him having the money and resources to, to do it, yeah. to wear them out. You know what I'm saying? To, to yeah. give them some body blows until they get tired. And I know they probably gave some ridiculous offer, some ridiculous first offer. I bet you do nine years, three years probation. Rob Kraft, man. Nah, not, it was it was it wasn't that. It was on some like community service, like like a couple hundred hours. Uh, he had to take a sex class. I believe he had to take a a, a sex test, a sex test, a STD test. I mean, which is that that alone that would make me say no because <laughs> I'm like, damn, you taking a Q-tip in the in the in the ding dong test. <laughs> for no damn reason. Damn, nigga, step it up to 2019. They do that shit by blood now. Niggas <laughs> in a ding dong test. They do it by mm-hmm. urine, man. Do they? Yeah, nigga. Well, you mm-hmm. damn son. Yeah, you, <laughs> but I was you living in Vietnam era, son. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, you can do it by urine. You pee in a cup. You can take a blood test. They test for all that shit. They ain't oh, getting no Robert pap smear for that shit. <laughs> damn, Robert Kraft. Yeah, shit. Stop but, being a bitch now. <laughs> but no, nah, but I mean, come on now. Like, because then w- once it goes through the court, that kind of becomes like, it becomes available to the public, even if it's not, you know, like. That's true, right? Like the, the results, you mean? Like, yeah, yeah, they're trying know. to embarrass him. So even if there's no jail time, you know, mm-hmm. they're saying STD test and sex class and not a day lower. Robert Kraft was like, <laughs> tell them crackers to holler at, me, holler at me when I'm sober, man, when they sober. He probably really said that, too. My man showed up at an Oscar party the weekend of. Yeah. <laughs> the weekend he got he got jammed up with that shit. Yo, Robert Kraft was like, yo, man, I'm not letting them dudes do me like that. Did Robert Kraft ever get arrested? I don't remember seeing no mugshots. And it's Florida. You know, we got we got people that we know got arrested in Florida and we got their mugshots. Right. <laughs> so I feel like download that shit. Florida <laughs> posts like that Robert... shit to Facebook, so who knows Hell what kind yeah. of deal they had they had there. I don't even think Robert Kraft ever went to jail. Like R. Kelly shit came out, Justy Smollett shit came out. Robert Kraft, like, I ain't showing up to no damn jail. Right. <laughs> Take my lawyer mugshot, nigga. Right. <laughs> but now they saying, um, so basically they were they they, they announced that they're gonna release the tape. And Robert Kraft's lawyer had like a uh, an emergency stoppage, I guess you would call it, um, to have the judge pro- uh, prohibit them from releasing the video. Cease and desist type stuff. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's, I guess it's gonna come out anyway. It's public. I guess under Florida law, it's gonna be public uh, at some point or another. But now they're claiming that the tape, they believe the tape has been leaked, and that now they you know someone's working it out on the black market, kind of like release it. And that this this stoppage is the only thing stopping them from actually coming out with them because then you know, obviously they get in trouble uh, for releasing it. The the Jupiter County Police have denied it and said something to the effect of if it was out, it, we would have seen it by now. Right. It's just like this is the sex tape that nobody wants to see. Yeah, <laughs> man, this is awful, man. Like just 
of all celebrity sex tapes, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it would just be awful, man. Robert Kraft in the back of some nail salon getting nah, I don't want to say the rest, man. It's just <laughs> when, when massage porn goes wrong. Yeah, man. It's just <laughs> Nah, man. Nah, but yeah, I mean, best of luck, Robert Kraft. I guess, like, shit. <laughs> you go, you go. Thoughts and prayers, right? Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I, I pray for justice. Let me say that. I, you, if this is true, that would mean he's contributing to human trafficking. So that's not cool, and I wish that would stop. But um, I hope he's not just being put through the ringer just to, you know, just to send some message. Yeah, yeah. It's like trying to take he obviously he's not human trafficking, but it's to make him the face of it. It's to, you know what I mean? That yeah, to, that's very unfair. Yeah, yeah. Truly, truly. We hate to see uh billionaires going down. <laughs> word. But, uh, word. <laughs> White billionaires, man. They've been persecuted for so long. <laughs> oh, maybe he could get Rock Nation to defend them because they seem to be <laughs> helping out a lot of people, man. I ain't gonna front. I I've been kinda like we kind of brushed over it when it first happened, but Twenty One Savage, Rock Nation came out to his his legal defense. I read recently um, about a young man um, in Florida. He had gotten into an argument with a uh, Cuban substitute teacher, mm-hmm. and uh, over the Pledge of Allegiance, he didn't want to stand for it. He, he I don't know if it was a Colin Kaepernick type of thing, but um, this was in Lakeland, Florida. He stated that he didn't want to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance because he felt like the flag was racist and the national anthem uh, was offensive to him. Which I don't understand what has to do with the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> but he felt like it, you know what I mean? He didn't want to do that. Or maybe he just got confused between National Anthem and Pledge of Allegiance. I don't know. But that was his quote. The flag was racist and the National Anthem was offensive to black people. Mm-hmm. Uh, his teacher uh, at the time, Ana Alvarez, um, stated something like, if you hate the country so much, why don't you just leave? Mm-hmm. Uh, he responded, they brought me here. Mm-hmm. Um, Very savvy. That was <laughs> a sixth grader. That's, that's pretty, you know. Yeah. Um, at which point Anna responded, "Well, you can always go back because I came here from Cuba, and the day I feel I'm not welcome here anymore, I would find another place to live." Mm-hmm. Um, I guess at that point she contacted the main office, um, because she didn't want to deal with him anymore, and he was arrested by a school resource officer. What the fuck? <laughs> like that, that goes back to like something you said on last episode about how these people need to have specialized training when dealing with students, uh, and even um. Students of a different race, of a right. different culture, because it's like what, you're arrested for what? <laughs> like you know, I, now I don't know. I was in the classroom, so I don't know what, what exactly happened, how disruptive it, it became. But it's also like I guess Rock Nation agreed with me because they came to this young man's defense and um got the case thrown out. Like, what? Why? What, what the hell? What have you been arrested for? He was arrested for disrupting a school function and resisting officer without violence. <laughs> Yeah, if that ain't no man. They just be jamming people up. That's like some shit I heard this week uh, about uh, Antonio Brown got sued because he he threw items off of his uh, balcony, which they won't say what the items are, and mm. it almost hit a two year old. And that the the family of that two year old was allowed to like sue him and got a settlement from it because it almost hit him. <laughs> like I didn't even know that was a crime. Like you you resisted arrest without violence. Like so, what I'm, I'm talking. Well, that's goofy, but as far as like almost crimes, it kind of makes sense, right? It's like attempted murder or conspiracy yeah. to commit murder. Like I oh, thought man. about killing this dude and I kind of planned it. Then I was like, nah, I'm cool. And then you get arrested, which makes that. sense. Motherfucker get locked up for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not this young man, though. But uh, Rock Nation did come out to his defense and um, were able to get his case thrown out. 
which mm-hmm. is uh, is and I feel like Rock Nation. They're kind of like like the new NAACP, so to speak. Because um, I guess there was another case. I want to make sure I say the right uh, the right state. It was they they referred to him as the hoodie arrest. Happened in Tennessee, where I guess in the mall, uh, you you're not allowed to wear hoodies. Which, uh. What the fuck? <laughs> what is going on in the world? Like in a mall of all places, you can't wear the hoodies. Like I'm, I'm. I'll, if I gotta go anywhere, I'm throwing on sweats yeah. half the time. <laughs> it's because you know what I'm saying. It's like George Costanza thing when you give up on life and just wear sweats everywhere. Just want to be comfortable, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't care, man. I'm, I'm going everywhere like I'm about to hit the weights. How you gonna tell me I can't hit Best Buy in my Nike, my Nike sweats, my Under Armour sweatpants? <laughs> yeah, but you know what's crazy though is that a lot of these places that, uh, enforce the law in very assertive ways mm-hmm. these are places that are all for like every in every other facet of life they always talk about freedom don't touch my guns don't touch this don't touch that but somebody can't wear a hoodie and exactly. you know of course it's people that look a certain way particularly yeah. black right or, black or not white black and brown mm-hmm. exactly so that it, it's, it's, it's always crazy like they are they are so for government stay out of this government stay out of that um the second amendment the whole basis of it is if the if pretty much if law enforcement tries to get at you, you're able to defend yourself. But once somebody black or brown goes after, tries to exercise some kind of liberty. Oh, uh, yep, arrested right away. Yep, arrested. Mm-hmm. This kid you're said, right. yeah, yeah. "I'm not I, fucking I with your, I'm not fucking with this this whole pledge of allegiance because it's racist, mm-hmm. right?" But people will proudly wave Confederate flags, and the whole basis of the Confederacy was this country's bullshit i'm leaving matter of yep. fact I'm, I'm taking piece of this country and i'm gonna call it my own yeah, and i'm taking yep, slaves along with me too <laughs> by the way point. right Good when point. you look at a place like Florida, the whole the whole basis of the confederacy was treason like that's the history like that's how it started it's like man fuck mm-hmm. this country we're gonna kill people who represent this country mm-hmm. for shit that we like and that they don't like and and, and but but then another this kid says you know what, fuck this country and they say you're arrested nigger. Yep. Yeah. No, you're right, and that's a good point you bring up about those states. Like any state I've ever thought of that had some stupid like law where you can't sag your pants mm-hmm. or something. And I, trust me, of all like I'm I'm I just I told you earlier in the show I'm turning thirty five shit. I'm not sagging my pants. I'm not walking around with my pants hanging off my ass. But you ain't gonna arrest me if I do. Right. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying get the fuck out of here but those are the same states that'll first be like well you can't take my guns away I don't care if they just shot up the school down the street right <laughs> you ain't taking my guns you know what I'm saying so like nah you're right about that bro now you never even thought about it. this was in Tennessee uh, where young man 22 years old girl, not even like uh, not that it's better but it's not even like this is like a young teenager they, they're causing a ruckus in the in the, in the in the mall 22 year old man you're gonna tell him to take his hoodie off what if he got what if he, what if he got a bummy t-shirt underneath what if he got no t-shirt underneath you know what I'm saying? Now he's got to, you know what I mean? Like, take my hoodie off or what? Right. you don't feel comfortable. It's a piece of clothing. Yeah. That you probably wore. <laughs> you probably, when you go home, as the security guard, when you go home, you probably putting that on. Right. But basically, they they uh, they uh told the young man he had to leave. Uh, he came back to the mall because he, he wanted to, uh you know, argue that what happened to him wasn't fair. Um, At that point, they were, uh they they arrested him. Um, a reporter um, started to videotape them. He witnessed the whole situation. He's, he's a retired reporter, journalist. Uh, name is Kevin McKenzie. He witnessed the entire situation and began to record it on his phone, at which point the cops approached him and told him that he was in violation of their policy and that he's trespassing. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and they arrested him as well. 
So it's like Rock Nation um did come to the defense of both of the men and and got their cases thrown out as well. So it's just like man, it NAACP ACLU for real. Word up. <laughs> Word up. I mean, shout out to the legacy of uh of Jay-Z and what they're doing is it's it's awesome that they're now ch- transitioning into that, you know what I mean? I remember um he stated when remember when he was doing the Khalil uh what's what's the, what's the gentleman's last name, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> Think of try yo. Whenever you try to pronounce pronounce ethnic names, man, it's a disaster. Makes sense. When he did the whole Khalil Mack thing, <laughs> Khalif Browder. Oh, Khalif Browder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that totally fucked his name up, but yeah, Khalif Browder. Yeah, remember when he came out with that? Um, it was a documentary. He had mentioned that you know criminal justice reform was something that was important to him. And it's awesome to see him putting his money where his mouth is. Right, you see him did it. He did it with um, what the Khalif Browder thing, um, Meek Mill. Yep, I, I forgot about Meek Mill. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah, they did big things. So, huge uh, shout out to Rock Nation. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, the Black and Brown community, we need you, brother. We need, we need, uh, we need everything that's going on over there. What you guys are doing. So, let's all come together and uh, make this world a better place. Yep. <laughs> Switch gears too to his uh, his wife Beyonce. I don't know if y'all know. This week on Netflix, her documentary Homecoming dropped, and it looks awesome based off the the trailer. You know, what I mean, I haven't had time to watch it myself, but it's based off of her Coachella performance. Um, and uh, it's something you know, what I mean, it's on my cue, something that I want to watch, but something that I've been seeing popping up on my news feed is this this scene in which Beyonce is uh speaking about her diet. You know, she mentioned that. I don't know if you guys are aware, but the year that Beyonce performed at Coachella was a year after her original performance date where she had to back out of uh, her performance because she was pregnant with her children, her tw- their, her twins, Sir and Rum- Rummy. Um, so I guess that she had weighed about 218 pounds after giving birth to the twins. And um, in order to get back in stage, but in shape for her return to the stage, she went on an extreme diet. Uh, so to speak, um, in a scene in the movie, she's eating the apple and stating that in order for me to reach my goals, I'm limiting myself to no bread, no carbs, no sugar, no dairy, no meat, no fish, no alcohol. Um, and I'm hungry, end quote. Um, which is it, it, it's it's getting headlines, which I don't really understand why. You know, what I mean, I, I don't think Beyonce is the first celebrity to go on an extreme diet in order to reach her fitness goals but i guess because she's such a um influential figure uh that 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 pe- some people are trying to emulate the diet nutritionists felt the need to say that her uh her vegan carb free carbon sugar free diet um probably isn't healthy but i mean she's beyonce right <laughs> like she she has the resources to do something like that i guess right if she she has the doctors around her she has the people around her that that can help her yeah um, and it's not like she's just she's an athlete, so to speak. In terms of if you ever seen a Beyonce performance, she's going ham on stage. It's not like you know what I mean. She has she has a body that that can take can handle a it. Yeah. She has a you know she has a very she's a very healthy person. Yeah, and she's trained like an athlete her entire life. I remember hearing stories of Matthew Knowles making Destiny's Child sing while jogging miles. You know what I mean? Right. Just to get their their breath control under under uh control and uh so no it's not healthy and um i guess for women out there to feel like it's something that they should do in terms to emulate the beyonce body i wouldn't <laughs> suggest that i mean something another thing that i heard this week that, that a lot of people it made me look at it differently like being fit isn't necessarily the same thing as being healthy 
You know what I mean? Like some people, it was it was a lady that that does like fitness videos, and she had to like separate. She had to say that she even came to terms with realizing the diets and the extreme diets that she was going on in order to be in shape for these videos. They were doing damage to her, you know, damage her brain, damage to her body, so to speak. She wasn't getting enough of the healthy nutrients and and uh, essential things that your body needs. But she had a correlation that being fit was healthy, and it, someone had to point out to her just how unhealthy she was living. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So I mean, you got you also got to separate your, yourself as a, as a viewer, as a fan of knowing that you might look at this person and say, "All right, well, this person in awesome shape. This person's fit." But that doesn't necessarily mean that, that what they're doing is healthy, and it, it also it doesn't mean that's their lifetime diet. I don't think Beyonce's still on that diet. You know what I mean? It's something that she had to do for a specific date or maybe a tour or something like that coming up. But it's not. And she does look good uh, from the, the images that I see of the of the concert. She looks amazing. You know what I mean? She's, Listen, uh, man, she was two hundred eighteen pounds. She had to mm-hmm. like. That's like football draft numbers right there. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, man, people, I'm telling you, man, that whole outrage thing, it's insane. <laughs> it's really insane. And to compound it, I'm sure people just hate on her just because she's Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like, is she doing anything different that a boxer's doing to cut weight for a fight? Nah, man, they doing- starved the shit out themselves them couple, them couple days before the weigh-in. Exactly. And then, and then get all that weight right back the night of the fight. Right. <laughs> so it's like, so what's the? I don't know. It's like I can't be. I like Beyonce. I'm a Beyonce fan. Shout out to the the Beehive. But I, I don't. I don't see what the outrage is. You know what I mean? Just but to anybody out there, what I will say to you, or, or that from what I'm seeing, you know, based on people saying things from on social media, is don't necessarily try to emulate <laughs> what she's doing for a specific date because Beyonce has the resources for that. You know what I mean? Don't don't knock her for it. Don't try to think that you could do exactly what she's doing. Find the find the diet that's healthy for you. Find what works for you. Be healthy and exercise, man. Like all the, it's good to love your bodies and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the goal at the end of the day is to be healthy. Like humans ain't meant to be carrying around a certain amount of weight. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Especially nowadays where we can be less active because we can be less active. We are less active. We could do work from computers. People are working from home. People are working at offices more. There's less people mining coal just because we don't need so many people mining coal and doing physical mm-hmm. work. There's less farmers. So some of the diets that we, we've had, some of the cultural diets and all this stuff, it's passed down from when people were more active. And some of us are just getting fatter. And while you should love your bodies and don't be hating on fat people, come on now, the goal is to thin out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Basically, do the health, do the healthy thing. Don't worry about being fit. More important is being healthy, man. Yeah. Uh, right now though, I want to switch gears, man. Take it to America's favorite segment, Dear Perfect Talk. All right, this is Dear Perfect Talk segment where people write into us. I'll give you out an email at the end where you can send any questions or comments uh, to us. Um, and we try to answer it to the best of our abilities. You know what I mean? We're not experts, but we know a little something. We know a little something, something, right? <laughs> uh, first one up, young lady named Samantha. Um, Dear Perfect Talk, my name is Samantha. And, I have and a I'm here to say. <laughs> and I have a question for you. Uh... 
I attend high school, and I got into an argument with a girl from my school. Um, this girl was very popular, and after the argument, this girl took to social media uh, a disgusting meme she created about me, and it quickly spread throughout my school. Uh, this experience has been extremely embarrassing, and I'm wondering how I should respond. I've had ideas of retaliation uh, as well as thoughts of leaving school altogether, and I need some advice for how I should handle my next move. Hi, right, Samantha. Uh, that's an interesting question right there, because what I'm learning, um, I guess, you know, I have a young daughter, super young. Um, you have a niece. I have niece. I have, I have a niece and a nephew myself. Um, is that this generation, we can't look at it in, through the same spectrum that we viewed uh, in the past of, ah, oh, it's just social media, kid. It's kind of an idea like th this is bigger to them than it is to us. You know what I mean? We, we were lucky enough to, to live in an era before social media so we can separate it and understand life without it. Um, so like a motivational speaker I was listening to yesterday, he's, he said because he has a life of public speaking that he values the, his alone time, a solitude of just being able to go out and um, ride his motorcycle on, on, on certain paths all by himself. You know what I mean? That's That was important to him. Whereas... Maybe someone in today's society, they, they that's so foreign to them because they can't imagine being away from everything, from their phone, from their computer, from their tablet that connects them with the rest of the world. To them, turning that off is like turning life off. Um, So I, I can't, in the past, I probably would have said, Samantha, turn your fucking computer off and <laughs> go on with your life. But it's, it's bigger to them, you know what I mean? I, I heard the lady from, not the lady, one of the uh, characters from Game of Thrones, um, stated that she fell into depression and had to uh, seek therapy because of just comments she was getting based on her performance and her appearance. And 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 to me, that's 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 insane. It's like who cares what a bunch of Twitter trolls and people that have no lives want to say about you? But there's there's people out there that's big to them. That's real life to them. You know what I mean? Right. Now, nah, social media is a big thing, and people oh, pe people in the older generation always say, or they often say that. Man, these younger people are soft, or you know, they didn't have it as hard as I did. Nah, man, it's really hard right now. It's, it's hard to maintain your self esteem when people can reach you in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Before, like you didn't see, like you didn't speak to your friends until you see them. You know what I'm saying? If you one of your friends move out the neighborhood, you might write a letter to them every now and then because back then. To call somebody, you live in New York and somebody moves to Wisconsin, you got to pay long distance and your parents ain't having that. Remember them days? Yeah, man. <laughs> so now you got to look at other people. It looks like they're living an amazing life. And you're like, man, I'm bored today. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it as big as this person. And it's hard to, even though you know that it's not necessarily their everyday reality, this may not even be reality at all, right? Like, they're taking a picture in front of a fancy car. They're, they're at a theme park. And that's the only time they've been on a, in a theme park for, in five years and they won't be at another one until another five years. You're like, man, I wish I was at a theme park right now. Even though you've been at theme parks every year for the past how much ever years, like, it's hard being a kid and seeing that type of shit. Yeah. It's, it's a really a hard time. And as far as what to do about it, I think it's just, if social media is your thing, continue with it. Ideally, you would cut it cut it down, but I understand that that's not necessarily an easy thing. It's easier said than done. But remember that most of your friends probably have a shittier life than you. And if they don't, then get you some friends that have whack lives. Mm-hmm.
No, no, you're absolutely right. Um, what, what, what could? But I, I don't know what to tell her. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, because for me, my advice would be because I, you know, go play, go do something non-social media related. But to them nowadays, everything is so social media related. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know what they like. I, I, I have a theory that it's, it's harder for this generation to date because everything is, is like, dating to them is typing words on a screen. Yeah, man. Like mm-hmm. when I was still dating, I, I was talking to, I tried to talk to like a younger girl, nothing crazy, maybe like three, four years younger. And they like, they asked me for the, my Facebook or one of them shits before they asked me for my phone number. You know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. that, that's just like how, how they roll now. And, um, no, I mean, that's the thing. You got to challenge yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like if you challenge yourself, even as a high school kid, just try to challenge yourself, do something different. Ask your friend to, hey, let's go to a fast food restaurant and have a soda or something like that. Just to hang out and be out of the crib. It's important, yeah, man. It, Talk to your family, read. And also know that everyone that follows you on social media isn't your friend. You know, if that makes any sense. Like, you got to separate your friends from from just the, the associates. You know what I mean? We used to use that term back in the day, associates. But now everyone's a follower. You know what I mean? Right. So it's hard to. They're not all your friends, and you can't. You got to separate yourself from the negative people. People that are going to support uh, a meme or or someone making a mean joke about you online. You got to know that's not your friends, and and you got to be able to to have that circle that you can turn to of people that are going to support you and are going to um. Online and offline, and still be your friend. You know what I mean. No matter no matter what's going on, and I know it, 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 I couldn't. It's so hard. I don't know how you would figure it out nowadays, but you got to. You know what I mean. Keep like yourself you gotta, busy. Get yeah. a job. Join a club. Play an instrument. Haters gonna hate. Push through. Yep. Best advice. The best advice, man. But uh. Keep your head up, Samantha. Don't let them bring you down, man. Just do what you're going to do because there's trolls everywhere. And there's people that's going to get off in life of making somebody else feel bad. And you got to know that that you, the beauty that you have lies within you. It's not, it has nothing to do with nobody else. And, and no matter what anybody else can say, they can't take that away from you. So definitely hold it down. Do the damn thing. Um, anybody else out there having questions for us for the Dear Perfect Talk segment, feel free to email us at perfecttalkpodcast at gmail.com. And um, before we wrap it up, man, we got one last story that we got to talk to today. Uh, I guess the two thousand and the two thousand and nineteen Bill O'Reilly, <laughs> what's her name? Uh, Laura Ingram. Yep. Oh man, she she's uh, I knew what happened too. We spoke about how the media was was covering Nipsey's funeral so so well, um, his passing and his legacy, the the life that he lived, and of course, you know, someone had to be the ass. <laughs> Someone had to be the ignorant one, and uh, Laura Ingram took upon herself to be that person, um, for, like falsely claiming that no- Nipsey had a song, um, which, which it wasn't his song. It was he, he appears on a YG song called FDT, which stands for Fuck Donald Trump, um, in which they say that term throughout the chorus. Um, decided that she wanted to, you know, use it to laugh at. Uh, Nipsey, pretty much, so to speak, and, and then also drop an ignorant line of um, a song about Trump, a very creative refrain. That chorus goes on and on. Is that related to the lowest unemployment ever, basically for African Americans? 
um, while she's laughing with her her uh, co-host. And just, where, who, why would you feel the need to want to crack jokes on someone who's passed away? Like, is your loyalty to Donald Trump more than just being more to you than just decency? You know what I mean? I think it does. <laughs> Apparently it does, it does, man. man. To be honest, man, I try to be politically correct, man. Well, her listeners are animals. Or I watch her viewers are animals, man, because that's what they like. That's what they like. Like she does, she doesn't say stuff like that. Then they're gonna be like, "Man, Laura's getting soft." Yeah, no, so yeah, she, yeah. They're gonna turn away to the next person that's saying it. I think you brought it up on the last uh, episode of how Trump speaks to the, the certain group of people, and he he felt like he'll drop a little gem here, and he just saw that he got feedback from them, so he just added on to it. Yeah, and it was that like a feedback cycle. loop. That whole thing is like yeah. these people believe that they've been disenfranchised somehow, or. or, or forgotten or whatever and they want to hear the craziest shit they want to hear people say stuff that they think about you know what i'm saying so now this dude died and she just wants to talk wacky about him and did, did nipsey have anything to do with the fuck donald trump song he's on he's 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 a guest on it oh, okay he's yeah so he features appearance. on it so yeah you know she tries to tag that whole thing on him even though he he passed away they did the same thing with uh john mccain that senator who died last year yeah what they do they were just talking shit about him because mm-hmm. he didn't necessarily. He's an old school Republican, so Donald Trump's not real, a real Republican. He's more like a this nationalist. I, I would even call it a new party, but they he he didn't he didn't fucks with Donald Trump a hundred percent. Oh, and they felt that they they used his death as a, a way to attack him. Yeah, like oh, that, you know he's dead. What does he matter? That type of shit. Or he wow he's whack because he was he was captured. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard, yeah, I've heard dumb shit like that before. Yeah, stuff like that. So, even in his death, and even with all the service he gave to the country, they they shit on him because mm. just because him and Donald Trump didn't see eye to eye. So, so in, that's just crazy. In response to Laura's comments, uh, rappers such as uh, the Game and Ti, who's I feel like it's always the Game and Ti, <laughs> have uh, come out and and, and stated uh, called for boycotts. Um, and want Laura to lose her job, be taken off the air. Um, I'll, I'll read a little bit of games that I can read. It's, it's actually pretty long. But uh, so let me tell you what's going to happen here. At Fox News fires this disrespectful cunt by tomorrow, Monday morning, or you will lose millions of viewers one person at a time until it drastically affects your ratings, views, etc. If our demographic doesn't affect that, we will stop support of all sponsors immediately. Uh, we are no longer laying quiet while you continuously disrespect our brother culture and african-americans as a whole um and then you know he goes on to just bash uh laura ingram <laughs> um ti said something like this is disgusting you are both vile despicable poor excuses for people he's talking about her and her co-host um uh, my expectations have already just decreased so much for this mankind in the past couple of weeks that this hardly surprised me especially from at fox news but rest assured that sooner or later you'll both see we all get our turn to live through our own personal tragedy and watch how many people dance in the street, laugh and crack distasteful, inappropriate jokes when it's your turn. Um, he went on a little more about that. Even and then even Justin Bieber, uh, got down. Um, states, this is Justin Bieber. Uh, Laura Ingram, absolutely disgusting what you did on national television. How dare you laugh in the face of a person who has passed on? Doesn't matter who it is, but disrespecting someone who was a pillar in the community and did right by people. Did you not think about the family who just lost a loved one and now have to see you mock him on national television? It's absurd and you should be fired, period. 
So he's joining the uh, the boycott, the uh, F F Laura Ingram <laughs> uh, campaign. Not that she cares. Like they, for the for a large part, they don't have the same fans. Well, maybe Justin Bieber and her have some, a little bit of overlap, but yeah, they don't got the same fans. But it's a powerful statement, just in case they for the little overlapping fans they do have. It'd be cool if they could boycott her because like they get like ridiculous. Like Bill O'Reilly, he was a wild boy, but he had. To some to some extent, he had some kind of decorum. You know what I'm saying? Like he had mm-hmm. some kind of decency to him. Asshole still, but he had some kind of decency. Like now, there's just no rules. Like there's just no. Where's the humanity, you... people? Where's the humanity? <laughs> After the the shut up and just and dribble, like shut up. That 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 to me, bro. I still ain't over that. The shut up, just shut up and dribble. Yeah. Like who are you talking to? Like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what? What gives you the right to talk to somebody like that? What do you think you've accomplished in life that allows you to speak to another human being like that? You know what I mean? Have you always loved the that fact, shit? Yeah, they, they don't view African-Americans or, or people that are, are, are not white as human beings. That's what it is. Yeah. And it, it's... it's I, 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 I Shout out to Justin Bieber, you know what I mean? T.I. Endgame for coming out straight in their opinion. But even like Justin Bieber has, you know, like you said, some of his base might overlap with her base. And you know what I mean? He's taking a risk coming out and speaking against her, but he's he he's stepping up for what's right. Yeah, if, if Taylor Swift comes out, now that'll be a big deal. Oh, that'd be huge. That'd be huge. <laughs> that'd be huge, man. But so we all in right now for you know what I mean. Fuck Laura Ingram. <laughs> if y'all want to hop on the, uh, I don't watch her anyway, so it ain't nothing for me to boycott. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't, yeah. ain't too hard for me not to watch her. But uh, you know what I'm saying. So if y'all want to join the campaign, that's going on online. Uh, petitions are going out, so holla at him, sign it up for her uh, to be taken off the air if you care so strongly about it. I'm, I'm not, I don't care that strongly about it because I know they're just gonna replace it with another one, <laughs> another one just like her. Got the same fucked up opinions and 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 the lack of uh regard for human life. So it's like, nah, nah, I'm not. I could care less, man. Get, get her up off of there. Get the whole get the whole station up off of there. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you but i told y'all as as we approach this this election in 2020 it's just gonna get wilder and wilder so make sure you guys out there go out and register to vote because it's uh it's important word um that's another episode in the books brother yeah we done did it man yeah yeah but, <laughs> we done did we on our way to blazing towards 60 episode 59 right there man. We monumental there it's been know, fun doing the, <laughs> doing the damn thing man all right but uh before I ask you where they can find you, what are you watching this week on uh, on on cable or streaming? What's what's going on out there in the TV world, Keith? Well, I finally listened to the, that whole song by Lil Nas X. I'm late to the show, Old Town Road. I didn't listen to the remix. I listened to the original. It's a little catchy. This is really catchy, man. I I, I dig it. It's extra <laughs> catchy, super duper catchy. It's like some. I mean, I don't know what the definition of country is, but I know they took it off the country charts. Yeah, but they, um, they just being old bitches about it. But it's country <laughs> as hell. My man said it, it, it jumped to the number one song in the country. It jumped huh? to the number one song in the country after they took it off the country charts. Right, right. Well, after yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus hopped on, to be fair. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Riding on a horse, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off the porch. It just got man. a hip hop beat. If that shit, if they put through a little extra acoustic guitar and that shit or something, my man. It, they wouldn't be well. They would still be tripping because he's black and shit, but and his rap, but still, he's getting it from both sides. Uh, Dave East came out and said something about it, basically unsupportive of it. Uh, what? this past week, what was the basis of his argument? What is he saying? It's not real hip hop, or he's just trying to pander, or I think he just called it corny. To be honest with you, 
uh, basically saying, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, because nobody, nobody wants to claim it. You know what I'm saying? Um, the country crowd don't want to accept this country. That you know, rap people don't want to, don't want to ex- say what they think it is. So it's like he just basically was just letting out his, his true opinions on it that he don't like it. No, he doesn't like it as a song, pretty much. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. But it's also we called it whack. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. So, but I mean that that one could be his opinion. That too could be maybe he just wants attention for it. Yeah, I mean you know this the lyrically the song ain't much different from a lot of like the mumble dancey dancey stuff that they got out now. They just throwing a bunch of words together. It's kind of like that. Um, so I think it's a little bit better than this song. The song with uh, um, Lil Wayne. I forgot the name of it. The beat. Oh, it's over the I think the special delivery beat. Oh yeah, um, uproar. Whatever, man. That shit, nigga, ain't saying nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> like it, it, like it. Nothing. The beat is crazy, but but that's not even his beat. It's special delivery, right? <laughs> right. Man. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I don't even like for Davies to really have an opinion on it. It's kind of like, why do you even care about that song? He's but. Maybe he wants the attention for it. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? But I ain't gonna front. I, I heard it a couple times. Catchy. Yeah, super catchy. I like the lyrics, man. Like it's fun. It's, it's fun. To it, it's fun but... shit. There's some really yeah. country black people. Like, oh, they are the whole yeah. gun oh, shit and the whole horses and farming and all this shit. Like, I get it. Like people think of a, a, a white people when they're in politics, they be talking about the blue collar, that blue collar or whatever from the Midwest, like. The white people ain't the only blue collar dudes. Like my my, I grew up in a blue collar family. My mm-hmm. my pops is a mechanic. Like, mm-hmm. but people always think about the, this white dude somewhere in the middle of Detroit. No, nigga, like that ain't the only blue collar person. But um, real quick though, on that that little Wayne joint, my man said, "What the fuck though? Where the love go? Five, four, three, two. I let one go." <laughs> Come on, man! It's song in, in, in Wayne's defense, you can read any rap lyrics like that, and they sound—they do sound. Nah, ignorant. man. Some some rap lyrics got some real shit that they say. Get the fuck though. I don't bluff, bro. Aiming at your head like a buffalo. Like a buffalo. <laughs> you a roughneck. I'm a cutthroat. Man, I could go on and on with that shit. But yeah, Lil Nas X, and of course, Game of Thrones episode two, episode one, episode season eight, episode one sort of fire they setting up a lot of shit you could tell there's only five more episodes left so you know they were in a rush mm. to kind of lay down the groundwork and make sure whatever they whatever climax they trying to get to they get to it fast okay so they laid out a lot of shit very like storybook style like all right guys this person's gonna meet that person that person is this person these people are all are all gonna gather in this one location and then um let's take it from there and that's pretty much where the episode ends like there's one location, Winterfell. All the main, well, most of the main characters gathered here, and then now they're just setting up for a war. It's gonna be fire! Can't wait for episode two, Sunday night, nine p.m. HBO, Game of Thrones. Let's go! Check it out, yeah. Winter is here. Keith. Where can they? Uh, where can they find you on social media, brother? IG, me and my. What is it? Oh, me and my underscore 35. Yo, I'm about to start doing Twitter. I'm, I'm going to figure that out. I oh, think yeah? I, yeah, I think I'm going to quit Instagram and go to Twitter. I try to do one one social media platform at a time. What made you come to that decision? I don't know. You just switch it up a little bit. I find it, Twitter interesting. People say interesting stuff. Mm. 
Yeah. But for now, for now, you got the uh, Instagram popping. For sure. Yeah, underscore three five. Look at random pictures of me. <laughs> um, you can find me on social media. Uh, on Instagram at plickapeasy p l i c c a p e e z y. You can find me on Twitter at DJ Playboy. Um, you can find the Perfect Talk podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio. And I do have a massive, massive radio show on the Mixcloud app and Mixcloud.com called The Night Shift. Uh, search for DJ Plick a Playboy on there and you can check it out. New episode coming soon. Let me see what else. I think that's it, right? I think that's everything we got popping right now, man. Big things are going always. Shout out to everybody out there. Once again, happy birthday. Shout out to my uh, mother and my sister. Uh, happy 420 to all the smokers out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I still I still bangs with y'all. What up? What up? What up? Enjoy the day. Be safe out there. Shout out to everybody. All the states where it's legal. <laughs> invest in the in the stocks. Oh yeah, invest in the weed stocks, yo. Yeah, hell yeah. Get some legal money off of that, please. And uh, we up out of here, man. Say goodbye to the people, dog. Peace. Peace. Get better every day, y'all.